Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Little House on Normal Street. Uh, today we're actually going to be discussing a big uh, step for me, which is the fact that I have actually been at my job for over a year now, as of June 8th. And for me, that is actually one of my biggest uh, moments of pride because I have spent years trying to hold down a full-time job. Um, it started when I was actually in 18, uh, when I went for my first two years of college out of state. I'd never been able to get a job prior to that with except until, you know, one day things where they were paid cash and it was maybe helping out at the, at the lake or things like that. It wasn't a steady job, steady income. We weren't allowed to work. So we were kept inside and, you know, forced to go home very early. So it's not like we could be out possibly working anyway. <clears throat> this is the case for both my brother, my sister, and myself. Uh, the one that it affected most, honestly, probably was me and my brother, but more so my brother, actually. He only recently started working, and he is currently 29. Um, we all had difficulty getting our feet off the ground when it came to work, because when I first graduated college, it was a year and a half before the housing market crashed. So the only job I could get at that point while I was at college was a reception job. And I was very good at it. In fact, I have many fond memories of working at my reception job. There was never an issue in that sense. Um, when I left after two years because my father was no longer paying for college, I came back to Chicago and spent years trying to get a job. I did everything from working at a local uh, food place called Freddy's. I worked at this local spiritual shop who wound up fucking me over in general because they were running a couple of different uh, government scams, but we won't go into that. And a lot of this had to do with the fact that I wasn't even aware that I had a disability or anything that was affecting my health other than diabetes to begin with. Uh, and PCOS. Those two never made me feel like I had an excuse to not work. So since the moment I could, I've been working. And it's a very difficult thing to do when you aren't aware that you're pushing your body past what it can do, purely because of the fact that you're worried people will judge you for not working harder. Um, according, this is many years before invisible illness really became a popular and mainstream topic. Most uh, people like me are just listed off as lazy. We don't want to work. We don't want to contribute to society. We just want to hand out, et cetera, et cetera. I have actually been on food stamps before. And let me tell you, I was never more ashamed of not having money and not being able to support myself than when I was on food stamps. I swear, it was like a Victorian poorhouse sort of mentality where the fact that I even qualified for food stamps and that I was getting money to pay for my food made me feel like shit because of the fact that I was not the one paying for my food. And while I came from a very confusing background in the sense that my father was very wealthy, but we lived in shit because he was cheap. Uh, it was never necessarily something that I was worried about trying to do. I always wanted to actually be able to go and work, but when 
my body started to have symptoms and issues, I wasn't even aware of what was wrong. Fast forward down the line, uh, about two years ago, after we had been taken advantage of by a couple of roommates, and we were forced to go back to living by my mother, actually in my mom's apartment, um, I had gotten a job through a very close friend of mine at a factory. This was in the summer of 2017, right, right after uh, we had moved back to Chicago. So I loved my factory job. It was one of my favorite things, actually. I didn't mind that it was overnight. I didn't mind that I was fried. Uh, I didn't mind that I was doing just the most mind-numbing things ever. It was actually wonderful for me because I was trained from a very young age, accidentally by myself, to work to music, to work to videos, to work to things that uh, would normally seem distracting to everybody else. What I didn't realize is that was functioning as a white noise in order for me to function. So I could sew because nothing was bothering me and because I wasn't listening out for everything since I was listening to a show. I could hand sew. I could do all of these different things once I was calm. And in the factory, I was very fast. In fact, uh, within two weeks of being there, I had almost broken the record that my friend who had helped me get the job had when it came to what we called, uh, what I called the Indy 500 machine. It was a machine that only allowed you to stand while you were taking the uh, plastic pieces that were being made and placing them into boxes. Uh, I had been told nobody had ever been able to keep up with the machine on a chair. So I proved them wrong that night, and uh, not only did I keep up with the machine while completely on the chair because my back couldn't handle it, uh, I literally came close to breaking my friend's top score, and he was the one who had the highest score of boxes in the entire factory. I was two boxes behind him. To give you an idea, if I'd had an extra 20 minutes, I would have broken his record. So... For me, working at that place was a very important thing to me. It meant I was bringing home money. It meant that I was helping support my husband as well as my mother because we were living with her. It meant we were getting closer to moving back out. And then they stuck me on the machine again and refused to let me have my chair. And, you know, I went and spoke to my general manager. He started getting uppity and just getting so pissed off at me and saying, well, you know, they wouldn't have hired you if you couldn't do this and they wouldn't have done this and they wouldn't have, you know, hired you if you couldn't sit, stand, etc." And I just remember looking at him just kind of, are you kidding me? I'm doing better because you told me to go fast. You told me to go as fast as possible and as good as possible. I've done everything you've asked of me. I have made, I have caught up for other shifts because of the fact that a lot of the other shifts were slacking off and the night shift was having to pick up a lot of the slack. And the slack that they were having the most difficulty was with the finer medical plastic uh, pieces. So I was being trained to be put into the uh, hermetic room so that I could basically sit the entire time and work on plastic-based uh, pieces for medical machines. So when they refused to give me my chair, I had to walk off. I had just driven that day. I was excited to start another day of work. Uh, and they told me I had to leave if I wasn't going to use, if I wasn't going to stand the entire time. So I had to make one of the most difficult decisions in my entire life, which was to walk off a fully paying job because I wasn't allowed a chair.
Now, two days later, I wound up in the hospital because of a nerve pinch, but that is besides the point. So I went into a very deep depression because of this, because I worked so hard to get the job. I had worked so hard for an entire month at that job before I was forced to leave. And I didn't find another job for at least another year. So it was a very, very deep depression for almost an entire year of just existing, trying to keep things clean at my mom's place while my husband worked. Uh, I, I did some sewing jobs. Uh, all, all of this also was prior to me getting my PTSD diagnosis as well. So I felt like everything was spiraling all over again and that we weren't getting anywhere. So in 2018, when a friend of mine let me know that uh, one of the places she purchases clothing from was hiring, she shot me uh, information about it. And I threw my resume in because I figured, fuck, why not? What's it going to kill? So me thinking they're never gonna, going to call me back because I'm nothing professional. They wound up calling, calling me back. And it was a very long drive. It used to be an hour each way, 50 miles each way until we wound up moving out to Naperville. And I was determined to do whatever I could. I managed to get this job. Turned out I had all of the quali qualifications they needed. I wasn't important because I could sew. Everything else was more important. Being able to handle social media, being able to handle customers, being able to cut things out, being able to, deli to deliver things, being able to uh, function with my boss and keep her in the know about everything we're doing, dealing with uh, all of our advertising, dealing with the troubleshooting, as well as dealing with the troubleshooting of machinery here. We actually have a machine that is over 120 years old. It's an eyelet machine, and this thing will outlast probably the entire city. So for me, I was terrified. I had never gotten another professional job like this. And I was finally getting to, into something that I loved, which is sewing. I've always been a seamstress and an artist of some form. So for me to finally be validated by getting a job at a sewing company, or in this case, a clothing company, even though I do sew some of the things occasionally here, it was a huge step for me. And I was terrified I would mess it up. And it's been a very bumpy road. There's a lot of things to learn with my new job. Uh, a lot of things that aren't even spoken about. More so unwritten rules about how things run or how to get things done down here. Things that you learn on the job. And I'm very proud of myself for having kept this job this long. There were days when I wasn't sure I could until I started actually getting more assistance with my medications again. And I was worried I wasn't going to hold up to this and that I wasn't good enough to be an independently working woman. Even if my husband makes more than I do. It wasn't about how much money I made for me. It was about could I make money? But it was also about could my body handle this kind of job five days a week? It's only four hours, so I'm a part-time worker. But let me tell you, when you're a part-time worker and you have disabilities, it's so much more difficult to try and push yourself every single day to get out of bed, to go to work, especially if your job's early in the morning, it's difficult. And I know for most people, waking up at nine o'clock is not early in the morning, but for someone who is normally a night owl like me, it's very early in the morning. Eventually, I adjusted my sleep schedule and now I can't wake up any later than 11 o'clock on the weekends, but 
you know, take, take what you can with what you get. And when I went to Penzik last year, which was the first and only time I'll be going for quite a while, sadly, uh, since our company is no longer going to Penzik, which by the way, is an SCA event in Pennsylvania in the middle of July. Uh, I was terrified. I wouldn't be able to do it. I was going with my coworker who I replaced and she wouldn't be leaving until another month later, but I'd never experienced doing something like this before. So for two weeks, I continued to surprise myself over and over, handling responsibilities I didn't know I could handle, handling uh, moments of anxiety that I didn't know I was capable of handling. It really did show me what I was capable of when I really just stopped being afraid and went for it. And I remember I actually lost my therapist because we moved out here from Chicago because he was a Chicago-based therapist and I couldn't see him if I wasn't still living in Chicago. And I remember he asked me, you know, why, when we wound up moving out here, why did we go to move into an extended stay if it wasn't going to be permanent? And I said it was because it was our ability to jump and make things a little better. And I had spent so much time being afraid of what to do, what should I do, what if, what, what might happen, that I just decided to say fuck it. Not just with the job, but also with moving out here of jump. I'd spent so much time being afraid. What, what, what did I have to lose this time? So I didn't actually lose anything. I gained things. I've gained confidence in my abilities. I'm not perfect at it, but I know where my abilities lie now, especially in the realm of art. I, re I came to decide and understand that while I'm very intelligent with science, I'm, I'm not cut out to be a doctor. It's not that I don't want to be a doctor, but I realize the stress of being a doctor in any form is going to be too much for me. And I know I want to take care of other people, but for the first time, I'm finally admitting to myself that I need to take care of myself more before I can take care of anyone else. And I stepped away from wanting to become a doctor and decided I wanted to be a tailor of some form. I'm still in the process of figuring out where that goes. I'm still in the process of self-teaching because I can't afford to go to an expensive art school uh, like Juilliard or, you know, anything like that in order to be able to hone my skills. Everything I've learned is all self-taught and I'm owning that because I didn't realize how much talent I actually had purely by learning, purely by absorbing and purely by watching. And this is one of the most monumental moments in my life for me. And I know it doesn't seem like much to everyone else, but when you're struggling just to not want to die every day, not feeling like you're a, a burden on everyone who takes care of you and not feeling like everything you do just, it, it becomes ashes in your hands. To be able to finally go from that mentality to saying to myself, you know, things might actually start working out is a leap of healing I wasn't aware that I'd finally gotten to. And obviously I'm not through it because I still have a few issues to work out on my viewpoint of not being able to work. I'm finally allowing myself to be proud of what I can do, not what I was supposed to be able to do. And 
Ever since I was a child, I've been an artist. Ever since I was a child, I've been a seamstress, a, a painter, drawer, whatever you wanted to be. But fabric was always the one thing that I loved most. And being able to spend my first true year completely at a job, at a job that makes me happy, as well as a job that allows me to be artistic and creative, is a blessing I didn't think I would ever get. Blessings don't occur for people like me. And for once, it actually did. And I'm grateful. So grateful. And I know there are other people like there out me who are in the stages I was in even a year ago that feel they can't do anything, that their abilities are hindered, and that they're useless. And I'm here to tell you that that's not true. There's always something you can do. And if there isn't something that you can do that provides for money, it shouldn't mean that you don't deserve to be happy or safe or fed or clothed or housed. Those are things everyone deserves. But for once, I can give myself what I deserve. And that was the most important gift of all that came from my year of working here. And I'm really grateful. I know I keep saying that. So thanks for joining me today. Uh, I hope that maybe this rings true with a few other people who have had difficulty trying to find jobs and hold down jobs due to their disabilities. I know it's never easy. And I'm always here if anyone else wants to talk about it or needs assistance or advice. It's just how I've always been. Always open to assisting. Thank you everyone for joining me with uh, Little House on Normal Street and have a great, uh, great weekend.